Well, hello again and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I'm your host, Reggie Brock. I really appreciate you spending time with me today again. Um, I think that I have some interesting information that I think can help you in maybe selecting some folks that come into your life that can help you really grow and mature and develop. Uh, but it's a, honestly, what I'm going to be talking about today uh, are two words that I just don't like. Uh, and it's maybe because I think they're misused in sentences. And I think that mentors and uh, facilitators to a large degree have become a catch-all for people to coach and to train and to make money. And I'm not opposed to coaching, training, and making money. But, I, you know, I think that we're overlooking some really important factors to what really a mentor does and how a facilitator fits into our life. And are they even necessary? Right. Because if if they're not necessary, let's quit talking about them. And so, though these are two words that I don't like, and I'm the only reason I'm using them today, mentor and facilitator, is because I don't have another word for them yet. And when I find another word for them, I'll use that and it'll make more sense to me and hopefully to you as well. But listen, I I think that, that that person, that mentor or that facilitator has a place in our lives. And I want to look today at what the characteristics are, what we can expect from, what we should require of these people who mentor us or facilitate our facilitators in our lives. Because yes, they are important, but they re- we really need to understand where they fit in our life before we just run into another coaching program or run into another you know group uh, that's trying to help us reframe and redefine our lives. Let's understand what this mentor and facilitator really can bring or should bring to the table that I think is going to create an advantage for your life. So this week I was studying the book of Proverbs and it kind of threw me for a loop because honestly, I thought <laughs> this is the truth. If I looked up the word Proverbs in the dictionary, it would say it's the 20th book in the Bible. Well, sad to say that was that was absolutely not the right definition. I was way wrong. Proverbs actually means a piece of advice or a wise saying. That's it. It's not something reserved just for biblical times. That word is used to describe a place you can go to find pieces of advice or wise sayings. That's it. So the book of Proverbs is filled with pieces of wise advice that are designed to help the reader find answers to life problems. And the fact of the matter is, it's really an intelligent approach to challenges that the that the writer of the proverb had, in this case Solomon, that helped him overcome some challenges in his life. And it's just a way to write down and put in records, so to speak, so that in the future, somebody could read about it who might be going through the same thing and have a moment and learn how to overcome in their life. So I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. If you'll hang in with me, you're going to realize some of you are concerned that you've stepped into some online Bible study. It's not. But I think you're going to see, if you'll just hear me uh, in the next 25 minutes or so, I'm going to give you some reasonable life lessons that can transform and help your life become better and deeper and more productive. And guys, I think that's what we're all about. So just set aside, I use scriptures, 
well, honestly, if you don't like that, you probably need to find somewhere else to spend 30 minutes because I generally do that because I think that's where the bread of life is for me that's allowed me to start coming out of some problems that I, challenges and inward struggles that I have. And so I'm going to rely on that. I'm going to share that. And so, uh, but I, I don't want you to think that this is some um, Bible study that it's just going, it's going to be practical information for you that honestly, I think can transform your life like it's done mine. So quickly, let's establish that the writer of Solomon in this case, I'm sorry, the writer of Proverbs was Solomon and his mentor his facilitator uh, in this case was his father, David. The book said, the Bible says this, the Proverbs of Solomon, that's what verse one says, is given to him by the, his father, King David. Listen, King David mentored his son. It was a passing down of advice from one experienced and trusted source to another. Listen, King David was experienced. He was trusted. And he passed along many of the wise advice and traits that he had learned, good and bad, we're going to see today, that helped Solomon be able to sit down and write to you and I about some of those same wise tips and advice to help us overcome. Guys, look, when you overcome, your life in written form may help people who are going through the same thing if you would just take time to help. And so one of the things that I want to encourage you in this broadcast today or this podcast today is that we find our story more than just about us. We find that in our story lies the opportunity for us to share the ways and the tools that we have used to overcome whatever problem and challenges that we had faced. Share your life pour your life out to help someone else. Now to do that, many of you are going to have to do like I did. And that was to avoid our having to fight and beat down embarrassment or the sense of failure or feeling like somebody's going to think less of me. And the fact of the matter is when you're able to pour your life and your circumstances and your ability to overcome into somebody else's life, it's an enrichment unto you as well. Guys, do not be afraid. We are written epistles read by men. I mean, our lives are things that are looked at and seen and people process and hopefully find something I said or I did that was a proverb, if you will, a, 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 a wise advice to them to help them find a better outcome in their life. Listen, if you think your life and the life you live here on earth is just about you, that's very selfish. The fact of the matter is some of what you have gone through, if not all of what you have gone through, can be passed down. It can be handed down to those around you to help them overcome in their own lives. So listen, I want to talk to you about mentoring, because I can't find another word, and facilitating and passing down to other people's lives so that the life you have lived can help aid someone else's life that may be going through some of the same struggles. Let me tell you something. The first rule of being a mentor, again, a word I don't like, facilitator, I don't like it either, but the but first rule of being a mentor is that you have skins on the wall, right? As a mentor, I need to have some kind of reflection representation that I have fought a good fight and I have won, right? So if you're contemplating somebody coming into your life as a mentor, 
They better bring skins on the wall to prove victory in areas that they have overcome in. These people that you entrust, that you take advice from, that impart wisdom to you, you better make sure it's not something they read about. It's better be something they've experienced. Listen, I can talk till I'm blue in the face about having a baby, but I've never had one. And so there's a point of disconnect where I become an uneducated expert in, in, in having babies. I can tell you this. There are a lot of people out there who are going to tell you about how to get to your desired destination who are still on their own journey. They have never found the first stop in the vacation or the destination to the journey. <clears throat> They're not even to the rest stop yet. They've just started. Now, are those people good intended? Of course they are. But if they don't have experience, if they hadn't been in the trenches and they hadn't came out victorious, hey guys, be careful about who you're paying attention to and listening to for advice. They need to have had some blood and beat, you know, beat down some point to some point, maybe uh, to, to be able to show you that even though I'm bloody and even though I have scars and even though I have uh, I have had problems, I have overcome. And here's uh, the here's the story uh, that I have that can help you. It's hard for me to hear self-proclaimed mentors, right, who are subject matter experts with little or no experience in the subject. Listen, I'm not going to a guy who's been married six minutes to talk about how how to have a better marriage. Not doing that. I'm not going to go and talk to people who have never run a roofing company about how to run a roofing company. Now listen, I know there's overarching issues that affect everything so that, you know, you could, a guy who doesn't have roofing experience but has great business experience or, or, or been in business before, There, listen, there are traits and there are characteristics and there are helpful, and there is wisdom in that. But I'm just telling you, if what you're wanting, they don't provide, stop asking them for advice. Without experience, I don't care how loud their megaphone is and how much influence they think that they've gathered over the years in our space, be careful about the inexperienced, even if they proclaim to be subject matter experts. They have to have overcome. They have to have had skin on the wall. They have to have some level of experience and trust so that you can actually take their advice and apply it to your own life. You see, David was qualified to pass down wise advice because Solomon trusted him. Experience and trusted advisor was David's calling card. Look, just for a moment at David's life, this will show you experience. He was a king meaning he was a leader of a nation. He, people followed him. Guys, he was a giant killer. He had been in the battlefield, and he fa he conquered over enemies. Hey, let's flip the coin, though. I mean, David was a murderer. I mean, David was an adulterer. David had children out of wedlock multiple times. But listen to what the Bible said. The Bible says that he still was a man after God's own heart. Listen, Solomon wasn't going to some wise sage of the day. He was going to the man he had watched, he had listened to. He had seen good and bad out of his life, but he knew I can listen to him. I trust him because he is wise. He has made mistakes. He is good. He's done bad, but he's got the experience that I should pay attention to. 
that experience, good or bad, was what created the trusted advisor role in Solomon's mind because of David's life. I hope you realize that we can learn, and I hear. I hope you hear me when I say this. I hope you guys realize that we can learn from mistakes of others and still trust their advice. Mm, that's really good. People can still make mistakes. Mentors don't have to be mistake-free or perfect. They just need to provide wise wisdom that keeps you and I out of the ditches. And if you've been in a ditch, you know how not to get in a ditch. If you've been in a ditch, you know how to get out of a ditch. If you've never even been in, if you haven't been in a ditch, much less some of you can't spell ditch, I'm going to tell you what, I don't need to be paying attention to you. Now, get your knuckles bloody from having to go out and do the work and then come back and talk to me. Or how about this? How about some of you self-proclaimed mentors and facilitators thinking through the notion of maybe you need to be mentored so that you can fulfill the call in your life, which in some cases may be to mentor other people. So let me shift gears a minute. I want to shift gears to another word that I think must accompany this mentor road word. It, it, I, I dislike it as much as mentor. And that's the word facilitator. But I think this is really, really interesting. Honestly, I think these two words, mentor and a facilitator are my calling. I just don't know what to title them. But when I look at mentor, it, again, it's that, it's that person who through experience, who become a trusted advisor, that's what I want. I want to be able to, I want to be able to walk into people's life and because of the experience I've had, good, bad, and indifferent, they can learn from it. I can impart to them. I can pass it down to them so that they won't make the same mistakes I have made and hurt people they love and tarnish the reputation that they're trying to build. That's a pretty noble calling. And then the second thing is this facilitator. You know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, let's talk a little bit about what this facilitator, what facilitator really looks like. This facilitator helps to bring about specific outcomes in others' lives. <laughs> I should be able to speak as an expert in some areas because I've walked it, I've overcome it, and I should be able to help you to see it and bring about specific outcomes if you take the advice of the expert in the field, and there's a plan for you to work forward, you should be able to see outcomes on the other end. In other words, facilitators give trusted advice and wisdom to close the gap. Listen, close the gap from where you are to where you want and sh or should be. That's what I want to do. I mean, my experience should be able to help other people who are standing on the brink of some situations I've already been through so that I can say to them, stop, goofy. Don't do that. And here's why you're wanting to do it. And here's why you've done it in the past. This is a, a deep inner issue with you that you've got to get that root system out of you so that you can ultimately change and produce fruit that's really what you're called to be, not this nonsense you're going through. That's And I want to give you the plans or others, facilitators, these mentors, that, that they want to help you get a plan together to shorten that gap, to, to close that gap, if you will, from where you are to where you should be. Mentors and facilitators, two words I don't like, should make action plans 
or process uh, the process easier and th- with the experience and advice they speak into your life. It doesn't I didn't say they're going to uh, you're going to avoid the challenges and the temptations and the deviations from the right plan of your life. Just a good mentor or a facilitator can give you advice and make the process easier. Guys, what more could you want? Now, let me ask you this. Could you could you use someone like that in your life? When someone provides sage wisdom and advice with guidance, direction, and accountability hand down to you, who couldn't use that? I have it right now. You need it. But there are some qualifications for you that we'll talk about in just a minute that will make mentors, facilitators, again, not the name I want to use, but I think it helps you understand to see what you need to be looking for and if you qualify for a mentor and then what that mentor should provide you. So um, this this is just an important fact. Um, someone who provides you that advice, you just need to seek them out. Here's another important factor in choosing a mentor or facilitator. Who's coaching them? Where did they come from? You know, I, I, I'm tickled right now. Super Bowl's coming up this next weekend. And I've always been a big fan of football, college in particular, but I, I, I like pro football too. <clears throat> and what's interesting to me is you hear all these commentators talk about the coaching tree. Where did this guy come from? Who was he under? How, who mentored him? Who has he learned from? And, you know, it's real. that's really, really important. Guys, it goes back to me to who is asking to mentor me. Who were they mentored by? Someone asking to facilitate in my life, help me build plans and structures around closing the gap in my life. Who taught them diagnostics and design to help someone come through that? It goes back to what I said earlier. It's been handed down. Who did they learn from and how were they prepared? How are they prepared for you? Really, really important. Who mentored them and facilitated gap reduction in their lives? Who educated and informed them? That's a question you have to ask. Do you really want to submit yourself to them and those and based upon to those that came before them? I mean, do you really, are you confident that, that not just them, but those who mentored them are having the information coming to you that you really need in your life, finding who is who how who and how they that are those that are wanting to coach you have been coached is really really critical. You got to do your research. Another really important uh, characteristic to look for in a mentor facilitator is can and will I submit to their authority? Boy, this is where it gets rough. You know, a true mentor and facilitator must be given room and place to speak into your life and you submit. This is where it comes apart for most people. We are not submitting to anyone for nothing. I can't lose my control. It's e- it's risky. It's too vulnerable. Ever, has that ever crossed your mind? Because I'm going to tell you something, if you're if a mentor or facilitator is ever going to have value in your life, you've got to bow your knee to them. 
You've got to submit to them. You need to have done your research before you get to that moment, but a part of your research should give you confidence that, yes, this is someone that I will bow to in terms of their opinion, and I will take into heart what they're saying. I will submit to it and move forward based upon the plans and the purposes. Now, look, I'm not talking about extreme kind of wild, uh, you know, folks coming into your life and just saying you do crazy things. That's why you need to do your research and your background and find what they've delivered. I mean, I, guys like Jim uh, Johnson and guys like Nathan Thibodeau, and I've got other friends in that business. They've got a track record. You ain't going to get crazy with them. You know, I've got friends of mine in the supplement business. I've got friends of mine, at, I mean, in different areas that if you just look at their track record, their track record speaks for itself. But when you get into a relationship with them, you better be willing to take their advice and put it into practice. If you cannot bow to their, submit to their authority in terms of the plans and the surfaces and the, and the, the plans and the direction that they're sending you in, don't waste your money or your time. They're there to facilitate. They're there to mentor. And for you to really find value in that, you've got to submit to their authority and follow their direction. I will listen. I will listen and consider, you say, but no guarantees of following advice. Why are you wasting your time? You hear something, that's one thing. But doing it is a totally different. If you ever want outcome from having a mentor or facilitator, you've got to submit your, and you've got to determine that their authority in your life as you're giving for the sheer purpose of outcome you're wanting. Let me ask you again. Can you see somebody like this in your life now? Well, Solomon was regarded as one of the wisest men to ever live. Well, don't you think there's a correlation to him watching and listening to his wise and foolish father at the same time that created the wisdom in him that so many people admire over the years? It's the been there, done that theory that still works. Let me take a few minutes and talk about the process of being mentored. And I'm going to go through this quickly. If you need some follow-up with me, please reach out to me because I think these are powerful notions. This is, this, is what, this is what the process of being mentored should look like. Number one, with your mentor or facilitator, there should be a time of discovery. Now listen to this. It's a deep dive requirement. A below-the-surface look, if you will. You can't stay on the exterior and expect a mentor or a facilitator to have any effect in your life. They got to get under your skin. They got to under, understand what's under the surface. A deep dive is required. What are the root causes of the fruit in your life that everybody seems that screaming sees every day? Some roots will just have to go. When you get that level and you're confident enough in that level where these mentors and facilitators with the experience that they bring and the record, the track record they bring to you, and you're vulnerable enough to open up and say, hey, let's go inside. I'm good with that. They're going to see things that are causing the expression of the fruit that everybody else sees on the outside of your life that needs to change. They're going to get to the root, rip it out, and help you rebuild. Time of discovery. The second thing is there's a time for development. I'm going to call this development a directed change. This time for development, I'm going to call it 
it's it's I'm going to call it this directed change process and growth. I'm going to I really want you to see it as like this is someone coming to help you develop by very directed change strategies and progress and processes. Development requires new direction. You understand that? And it generally has to come from a trusted new voice. In other words, a mentor or a facilitator. Two words I don't like. If you can't handle directed change, you aren't ready for a mentor. To develop, you need guidance and guided change to get to the next level. You can't keep seeing yourself just like you're seeing yourself every day with any amount of change um, to be expected. You see the same guy, you do the same thing, we get in the same rhythms, and now somebody comes in with directed change based upon your desired destination and goes like, hey, you need to do this, 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 and this. It's not going to be natural for you. It's not going to be comfortable for you, but it's a requirement for you to develop and to change. Who's in your life directing new change? Because there's a time for development. The third thing is this. There's a time for discipline. Again, this is another one of those places where people get agitated with me. But to me, discipline is training or development by instruction with, uh, by uh, yeah, by instruction with exercise specifically geared towards self-control. <laughs> it's training that demands a penalty paid for breaking the code of behavior required. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to submit to that. Listen, imagine that being required today in any phase of life. If you break the pro proper code of behavior, you pay a price. You will be punished in some way. Something will be taken from you. There's a consequence to your action. Our poor behavior should have consequences. And a mentor walking into your life and a facilitator walking into your life is not going to bow down to your great influence, capability, charisma, and personality. They're going to look at you square in the eyes and they're going to figure out and help you design a plan that's going to keep you living in the code, uh, proper code of behavior that's required to get the outcome that you want. And if not, keep running your wild-haired ways and doing it the way you're doing it. And let's see how much happier you're going to be in life. What a different world this would be if we were actually accountable for our actions. You see, a good mentor facilitator is not interested in comforting and coddling your feelings and constantly carrying your changing your diapers. Their job is to require and enforce the code of conduct, behavior, and uh dispense punishment and correction when needed. We don't want to be told no by nobody. If that's you, you ain't got no need for a mentor or a facilitator. Well, once you've heard me so far, you may be like, well, I'm not ready for that. Ultimately, those four actions put into work in your life produce the way you want your destiny, your desired destiny to come into reality. There's a gap between where you are and when you want to be, and these steps close the gap. Guys, if you want to keep running around the same mountain, go ahead. 
But in here, I'm, I'm here today declaring to you that the promised land is around the corner as promised and surely it flows with milk and honey. Everything you want, that desired destination, that promised land, the place you're pushing for is available, but you got to bring somebody in your life to help create the change. Believe it or not, now might not be the perfect time for some of you because you're just not to that point to where any of the things I've just talked about, you're willing to accept. That's okay. So I'm going to wrap this up today. I'll close with some information for transformation. (laughs) Let me share with you five things you can expect from mentoring. Number one, not just hear or read about wisdom, but actually grasp it. In other words, seize it and hold on to it firmly and watch it transform your life. That's powerful. You're not just going to read about it. You're not going to hear about it. You're actually going to grasp wisdom and it's going to change your life. Number two, you're going to understand life at a deeper level from your thoughts to your behavior. Mentors require digging in and going deep. And it's exciting for me to know that I'm exploring areas of my life from thought to behavior that give me a deeper level of understanding, but a deeper, which enables me to live in a deeper level of living. Number three, you acquire discipline that produces wise, just, and fair behavior. <laughs> that, that, that's what this mentor facilitator is going to do come into your life. They're coming in saying, look, hey, the way things have been have got to change. So we're going to create disciplined patterns and purposes in your life and in their life to be able to, that produces wise wisdom, number one, just and fair behavior to others around you. Number four, a mentor should provide insight to avoid being gullible. This is really, we got a lot of things happening around us that we're impressed by. And sometimes you just need somebody to come into your life and like, look, dude, don't be so easily persuaded. Think through it, work through it before you make a decision. Don't be so gullible. And the fifth thing is you got to move from childhood to adulthood. Mentors will help you move from childhood to adulthood. You know what that is? It's just steps to maturity. The way you think, the way you act, the way you talk. That's kind of thing a mentor will change. So the question is simple. Are you ready for this level of influence in your life? I know we don't like, I don't like the word mentor or facilitators, but I think I've shown you today there's a need for it. Are you prepared for the road of change that requires action on your part? Are you? The path is available. You just need to ask and seek out that addition to your life. I'm going to close with this great nugget. Stubborn fools despise wisdom and discipline. Is that you? Are you so stubborn that it's kept you from being wise and disciplined? Knowledge is the base root of having wisdom. Watch what you despise because it's probably going to cost you what you really want. Guys, I appreciate your time today. As always, thank you for tuning in. I mean, I I know this was a, a tad bit There's a lot of information here, but I do believe we need people in our life that can help guide us, lead us, and and say no to us. And so if you're in that place, I'd be happy to help you kind of search that out. But you've got to be ready for it. This may be something you are or not. But guys, I appreciate you listening today. Um, If I can help you, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm here for the sheer purpose of trying to help develop things in your life that will give you longevity and happiness. Until next week, thank you so much. I'll talk to you then.